0: It's an honor and a privilege to be able to share the word of God with you today. Let me just start by praying first thing. Lord God, I just thank you and praise you, Lord, for your word today. Father, I just thank you for your anointing. Holy Spirit, give me the utterance to speak your words, Lord. Let it touch people, Lord God, and let them touch you by faith in Jesus' name. Glory to you. Well, um the topic of the conversation, the title, is The Touch of Faith. So um, w- w- there's two um, scriptures that I just want to bring up, which is going to be like a foundation scripture. First one's Romans 10, 17. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. So just sort of put that in your mind somewhere there. And the other one is 1 John chapter 14 which I'll just refer to that. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory. The glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. So the word of God, Jesus, is the word become flesh. So we had faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God, and the word became flesh. Now, I'm going to turn to New King James Version, Mark chapter 5 verse 21 this this story is an account there's three accounts Matthew Mark and Luke but I've picked Mark today and um, it's about two people one is a father that um, his 12 year old daughter is dying and he comes to the feet of Jesus and says I know you can you come with me and I know that you you're, you lay your hands on on her and and she'll be made well and the other is a woman that for 12 years suffered an illness and she actually reached out and touched Jesus. And both, they had faith in that touch. Now, what I'll do is I'll read the scripture and then we'll do some preaching. Okay, so let's um, take a step of faith. I'm not going to use the glasses. Let's see how far we get. Um, verse 21. Now when Jesus had crossed over again by boat to the other side, a great multitude gathered to him and he was by the sea. And behold, one of the rulers of the synagogue came, Jairus by name. And when he saw him, he fell at his feet and begged him earnestly saying, my little daughter lies at the point of death. Come and lay your hands on her that she may be healed and she will live. So Jesus went with him, and a great multitude followed him and thronged him. Now a certain woman had a flow of blood for 12 years, and had suffered many things from many physicians. She had spent all the money she had and was no better, but rather grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. For she said, If only I may touch his clothes, I shall be made well. Immediately the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of the affliction. And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that power had gone out of him, turned around in the crowd and said, Who touched my clothes? But his disciples said to him, You see the multitude thronging you, and you say, Who touched me? And he looked around to see her who had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell before him and told him the whole truth. And he said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed in your affliction. While he was still speaking, some came from the ruler of the synagogue's house who said, Your daughter is dead Why trouble the teacher any further? As soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken, he said to the ruler of the synagogue, Do not be afraid, only believe. And he permitted no one to follow him except Peter, James, and John, the brother of James. Then he came to the house of the ruler of the synagogue and saw a tumult of those who wept and wailed loudly. When he came in, he said to them, Why make this commotion and weep? The child is not dead but sleeping. And they ridiculed him. But when he had put them all outside, he took the father and the mother of the child and those who were with him and entered where the child was lying. Then he took the child by the hand and said to her, Talitha Kumi, which is translated little girl, I say to you, arise. Arise immediately the girl arose and walked, for she was 12 years of age, and they were overcome with great amazement. Now, I know it's a lengthy scripture. And now we start doing the preaching. There was a multitude there. They, they, they came at Capernaum. They saw him. They were, you know, the fame of Jesus was spreading. You know, it was like, people saying he's done this he's just delivered someone out of the um, demons out of this fellow this person's got healed now here behold Jairus the ruler of the synagogue right if we go back to chapter 3 in Mark we see Jesus on the Sabbath day in the synagogue and the Pharisees and the rulers and I say Jairus would have been there too Jesus heals this man on the Sabbath of a withered hand. And they were in uproar. How dare you? How dare you heal this man on the Sabbath? And they all sought to destroy Jesus. And Jairus was there. Now, it's amazing. Now, you don't, the Bible says you don't know what tomorrow brings. Now Jairus is in a situation that the love of his life, his 12-year-old girl, is at the point of death, the Bible says. You know the sands of the hourglass are starting to disappear. His his wife is at the bedside with the with their daughter. Jairus, go do something. But Jairus remembers in that synagogue he saw the man's hand withered. But he had some obstacles. He had some obstacles because now he's at the foot of Jesus. He was um sort of prideful and prejudiced he was a man of position he was a ruler he rubbed shoulders with the pharisees now he's going to go and he's going to be found if anyone sees him at the begging jesus to come with him they forbade that you even think of jesus or look at jesus and now he might lose his friends his position but that didn't matter he had a desperation there was his little love of his life 12 years old she was at the point of death. She, he was desperate. And he comes and he says to Jesus, I believe that if you come and touch her, she will be made well. You know, when he came, so Jesus went with him. But you know what? Imagine that point of time. What would we have done? What will we, See, Jesus was upset with all of them in that synagogue because of their hardness of heart. They could not fathom that this man was withered and Jesus said, is it good to do good or evil on the Sabbath? They couldn't comprehend because of the hardness of their heart. Now, through this, this situation, Jairus' heart's starting to turn. But imagine Jesus, he could have turned around and said to Jairus, you know, listen, Jairus, you were one of those guys that wanted to destroy me, you know. You told me, you know, that, that to, to stop and to, you know. This is what religion will do to you. Religion is man's idea about God. Okay, it's a doctrine. It's not the truth. It's not touching Jesus. But anyway, so now he comes to Jesus and he's, he's humble. What did Jesus do? You've got to know the character of our Lord Jesus Christ. He's a lover of your soul. He would have been happy to see he's a change of heart. You know, Jairus has changed. He's come. He's repented is, he, and now he's got faith, and that's what moves Jesus. If you have faith, faith will move Jesus. Sometimes we can go to church, we can sing the songs, we can give the high fives, and we go out and we've never even had a touch of Jesus. And Jesus hasn't even touched us. Because faith is what touches. Now let's continue here. Now a certain woman. So now Jairus has got Jesus, and now he's got to push through the crowd to get home. You know, he knows the, like I said, the, the sands of the hourglass—it's a point of death. It's—it's it's a, you know, come on, Jesus, let's go through the multitude. Now, a certain woman had a flow of blood for twelve years—a very rare condition. She was a sick woman. You know that. You know, some of us go give a donation of blood, and once you get a pint of blood taken out of your system, you feel a bit drained. This woman was like a fountain. She, for twelve years. Her the blood was draining out of her life and she saw all the physicians just before I continue with the physicians in the Levitical law if you look at chapter 15 verse 19 which I might even turn to that real quickly I'll just um read to you that anyone that had an issue of blood was deemed to be unclean and they had to be isolated separated oh that word reminds me of isolation this year but this woman, 12 years. Now, let me just read from 19. If a woman has a discharge, and the discharge from her body, her body by blood, she shall be set apart seven days, and whoever touches her shall be unclean until the evening. Everything that she lies on during her impurity shall be unclean. Also, everything that she sits on shall be unclean. And it goes on for another few verses. So imagine... She couldn't have, like, um, an intimacy if she was married. Like, she couldn't, um, you know, like, hug her best friend, have have time of fellowship. She, you know, people couldn't sit on her chair if she sat on that chair. But um, so she was isolated. She was lonely. She was, um, you know, an outcast of society. And she would have most probably lived in, a, in an area of the house. And it's funny, I'm just keep on turning this thing to get to Mark... We're going to get there so she suffered so many things and she did the due diligence she's gone and seen all the doctors all the specialists and you know I'm not knocking doctors and specialists they're a godsend but sometimes you know like our prayer list there's people there that they've come to their tither they're desperate the doctors can do so much in life you know they can do so much in the natural sometimes you need a supernatural touch from God Okay, and and that's where faith comes in. Now, she spent all her money. Now, she's not only emotionally broke. Now, she's financially broke. I mean, this woman, you sometimes think, what's life, you know, what's life about? You know, what quality of life have I got? She spent, and, and she grew worse. They experimented on her. The Bible says she grew worse. But here it comes, here it comes. Now, she would have been at her... House maybe in the balcony, and all this multitude are walking. Jairus is pushing Jesus along. Come on, excuse me, excuse me. Now, when she heard, so she would have heard all this commotion going on about Jesus coming. Back in the scripture, faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. She heard the word of God become flesh. See, we've got Bibles now. She's seeing Jesus, and and now there's a bit of hope saying, look, I heard that this person got healed, that person got healed. So when she heard about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. Now, she's unclean by, by the law. Praise God that Jesus has done away with the law. But in that time, not only she's unclean, she's touching people now and she goes and touches, you know, it's not enough touching People, now you're touching the rabbi, the teacher. You know, she could be stoned. So, you know, there's her persistence. For she said, she started building that faith up in her life. She said, if I can touch his garment, if I can just touch his clothes. Sometimes in life you've got to say to yourself, if only I can, and by the word of God, apply it to your situation. You know, the, k- persistence is what faith is persistent. Faith isn't a microwave oven. Lord Jesus, I believe it, that I'm healed and set free and, and, oh, I'm still feeling that pain. It's persistent. Why? Well, God, God hasn't got a microwave oven mentality, you know, oh, dee, 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 two minutes and, uh, ah, oh, well, maybe didn't work. He's not on an egg timer. You know, he's not cooking eggs for you. You know, we gotta, we gotta really step out in faith. So then she, she goes through this crowd and touches the garment. For she said, if I only may touch his clothes, I mean, I will be made well. Immediately, that fountain, the life that's been dripping out of her for 12 years, all of a sudden, immediately, they dried up. That affliction was gone. And the same time, immediately, Jesus turns around and says, who touched my clothes? You know, could you imagine the disciples? Because power left him. Now, that power is of the Holy Spirit. That's the anointing you draw from. And as Christians, as born-again, spirit-filled Christians, you have that anointing, that power in you. For in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, it says that when the Holy Spirit comes on you, you will have that power. But sometimes we, we're we Christians that we walk sometimes in the dark. The the light switch is there, but I believe in Jesus' name the light will come on. Go and turn the thing on. It's on the, it's on the wall there. And that's the thing with faith. We've got to activate. You've got to activate your faith. You've got to get in there and build your faith. Anyway, so he turns around and says, who touched me? Because he felt that power leave him. And... The disciple's going, (laughs) look at this guy, what do you mean? Everyone's pushing you, they're thronging you. You're telling me who touched you? See, there's a touch. You can always be bumping into Jesus and that, but that touch has got no effect. There's no effect because there's no faith. You can't draw from Jesus if you don't have faith. So then now he turns around and now he sees this woman and this woman comes up to him fearing, trembling, you know, she must probably thinking now I'm healed and now I'm going to die because I'm going to get stoned to death because I've touched him but but look at this you gotta you spend time with Jesus he starts building his character in you and you see what happens here here is a certain woman a certain woman no title not like Jairus the ruler of the synagogue a certain woman an outcast and nothing in society he looks around and meanwhile, this woman, like, God knows what she's thinking right now. But, but the woman fearing and trembling, knowing what had happened, came and, and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. Now, <laughs> Jairus is saying, we got no time. You're going to spend time with this woman now. Like, I'm pushing through the crowds. Time is running out. But Jesus always, never turns his back on a hungry soul or a soul that's repenting or a soul that needs, you know, filling. So he starts restoring her and he starts listening to everything that's happened in her life. So imagine 12 years, Jairus is going, oh, what? You know, like, and now look at this. That certain woman, like I said, no title, outcast of society. When she comes to Jesus... He restores her and he calls her daughter. Now she's got a title. She's adopted now in the kingdom of God. She becomes the daughter of the most high God. From a, an outcast to a daughter, a plan and a purpose now for her life. And he says to her, go in peace and be healed because your faith, your faith, you know it's all right for us to pray some of these people on that prayer request need to get a hold of this sermon today because you've got to build that faith up because your faith it's your faith it's all right i'm not watering down prayer is powerful and miracles happen but it's also your faith how desperate are you for jesus today i hope you didn't see that spitting all. anyway so so now that's over but Jesus knows by the, by the unction of the Holy Spirit, he knows that the girl has died. While he was still speaking, some from the ruler's synagogue's house came and said, Don't trouble the teacher. Your daughter's dead, you know. As soon as Jesus heard that, now imagine Jairus, he would have went, Oh, a sigh of, Oh, you know. But Jesus turns around and says, Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. Don't let the faith that you had start becoming fear, fear, and and unbelief. Because that fear and unbelief is like taking the seed in the ground and saying, "I've I've put a tomato plant in the ground. Oh, let me take the seed out and look at it, and it dies." Have the faith. Continue. Don't see fear is the opposite of faith. Fear is is not from God. Yes, there's a reverence of fear that we reverence and fear the Lord thy God, the beginning of wisdom. But this fear is of being scared. So, um, Jesus reassures Jairus, only just believe. And that's what Jesus is saying to you today. Just believe. It's not a, it's not a complicated thing. It's not a formula E equals MC squared and, and all this jargon. So, um, now, so he permitted no one to follow him except Peter, James, and John, and his, and the brother James. See, the multitude here is public opinion. Now, you know, people will say, oh, it's too late. You know, it's all over now. You know, you, you know, you missed a boat. Maybe some things are dead in your life. Maybe there's a relationship that's, you know, died, or maybe there's a business that collapsed and died. Maybe there's things that you, you see that it's impossible. Just know you're serving the God of possibility because everything is a yes and amen. You know? Don't, don't let, you, you know, the issues of life stem from the heart. That's where faith is. The problems of life stem from the head. That's where the problems are. So now let's, let's go back. So here we go. Jesus comes in and people are wailing and crying and carrying on. Jesus says, why make this commotion? Why are you guys weeping? The child is not dead, he's sleeping. All of a sudden, it's amazing, Jesus is a stand-up comic because they turn around and go, you you," you know, they started ridiculing him, saying, what are you, can't you, you know, the girl's dead. See, Jesus is not only the God of healing and salvation, he's also the resurrection life. And you've got to know that whatever could be dead in your mind, okay, resurrection life, you know about resurrection. So he comes in, puts out everyone, and you've got to do that. You've got to put out people that are going to be like garbage truck drivers, dumping on you all the time on negativity and, oh, you can't do that, you can't do this and and limit you. You know, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you that says in Philippians 4.13, you know. Now, he turns around and he goes, it says in in Hebrew or Aramaic, Talitha kumi, transa, little girl, I say to you, arise. You know, in one translation, it says, little lamb arise. Maybe he was talking about the resurrection power of Jesus there. Um, So now, um, just want to share one, I'd like to share a quick testimony now. Um, back when I was in my 20s my grandmother was a, a real faith warrior in the sense that she'd read the word day and night she prayed all the family into God and she's home with the Lord now but at the time I remember I was in my early 20s and she got diagnosed with breast cancer and all of a sudden the phone never rang and all of a sudden it started ringing all these people ringing giving their opinions on what she should do you know, and he was starting to confuse her and, and I thought, this is funny. Everyone's a paramedic all of a sudden. They know what to do. All the advice, all these doctors have come out of nowhere, you know. They haven't rang before now that the woman's got, anyway. So I, I heard all this, the commotion and that. And I was in my room and she was passing by and I turned around and I said to her, so that Bible that you read, it's just nothing to you, eh? And she said, what do you mean? I said, well, if you have faith, you should be healed of this, you know. My father had walked past, you know, he hadn't known Jesus at that time. He goes, gee, that's harsh, John, you know. But I turned around and I said, where is your faith? Where is your faith? Are you listening to all these people confused? See, this is important. Why well, Coming to church and spending time with God is, in, is really part of our Christian life. Anyway, cut a long story short. We're going to church on the Sunday. Fergus McIntyre was preaching and he was preaching on Hezekiah who was just about to die and he's facing the wall. And God turns around and adds another 15 years to his life. Right then and there, she had that faith and believed that message was for her. Now she had an appointment to, to have surgery. When she went into that that room to have that surgery she said to the doctor doctor that knife is not going to touch me because I'm healed by the stripes of Jesus could you imagine the doctor saying I've got the uh, x-ray things here you know like so they took another x-ray and they found there was no cancer okay and the doctor I don't know if he was a Christian I don't think so but he turned around and said your faith has made you well your faith has made you well um you know, today, you know, we I just want to say that, you know, I encourage you to you know, coming into the to a new year, develop a, a relationship. Ben, I think that that'll be it for me if you want to come up and you know, I think I've said what I've had to say and I hope it's touched your hearts and all glory to God. You know, faith is active, faith is now, you know. We're not the ones that hold the time on God. You know, like today, you know, maybe you've got to make a change. Maybe you haven't been living by faith. Maybe, you know, things have gone cold as a Christian. You can start playing, Brahma. I just thought he needed the heads up. You don't want me to play. But praise God. Honestly, bring your heart to Jesus today. It's that easy. You, you come to him get a touch from him. You know, it's not hard to say sorry. It really isn't. Don't let pride stop you from living your best life. God's got a plan and purpose. Jeremiah 29:11. Get with him so you can know your plan and purpose. Let him heal you. Let him set you free. But you have to make that decision. You know, God's a gentleman. He's not going to wrestle you to the ground and say, believe. He gives, gives you people like ministers and teachers to, to, to preach the word so that you can, you know, be free. And Jesus has set us free. Today, I'll just pray. If you're out there and you're listening, just say, Jesus, I repent of my ways. Come into my life. Thank you Lord, I make you first place in my life. That I can and lead a life that you called me to. I'm not thrown on this earth for no purpose. I'm a purposeful, driven person in you Lord God. Thank you for your Holy Spirit. Thank you Lord for a new day. Thank you Jesus that you've healed if there's healing Speak to that part of your body. It's healed by the stripes of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for that anointing, destroying every yoke of bondage. Thank you, Jesus. Just take a moment to just, you know, be with God right now. Reach out. Let your heart touch His. It's persistence. Don't give up. Don't give up on him. He hasn't given up on you. Times can be tough, but why do it by yourself? Why not have that assurance that Jesus is with you? Come on, church. Come on, Christian. Rise up. I know you guys can do it. Praise you, Lord.